Welcome back to the Court Sense Podcast for part two of the interview with former Hawaii basketball stretch five-man Stefan Yankovic. He talks his entire time at Hawaii, from his recruitment by Gib Arnold as a mid-year transfer from Missouri in 2013, to how the players got through that NCAA investigation into the program for improper student-athlete benefits and recruiting violations, and how he took to Arnold's firing. What would have happened if Benji Taylor was kept on as the head coach long-term? And how exactly that group stuck together to pull off something special the following year with Aranganat. Here we go. All right, Janks. Well, we're going to go to the main segment of this interview, which mm-hmm. I think the one that a lot of fans over here are, are maybe the most eager to hear about, which is juicy stuff, man. <laughs> your recollections of your time at the University of Hawaii, which was a, a very pivotal time in the recent history of the program. You, you guys made the NCAA tournament. You won the program's first NCAA tournament game your redshirt junior year. So you then went to go play pro afterward after making that decision. Yeah. But that making that tournament and winning that tournament game just mm. it capped what was a pretty already a pretty amazing couple of years. A lot of things happened with you guys, happened to you guys. So right off the top, generally speaking, man, how do you kind of just look back and, and view those two, two and a half years at the University of Hawaii? Uh, like, I feel like I actually, when we got this little on Twitter, like the, the, the best, uh, the best team of the, yes, um, 100 seasons at UH basketball, best yeah. team bracket yeah, yeah. that we put together at the, some, some guy on Twitter, man, uh, I don't know what he was, he was, you know, arguing this and that, like, he went that good. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of responded with, like, man, you don't know what we've been through. You know what I mean? Like, and that, that's really like when I look at my experience at Hawaii, like, all positive, but definitely, you know, a lot different when I say than the one I expected. Not, you know, we're not talking island wise. You know, when I when I made my visit there, you know, and when I, uh, um, I say what's crazy. I, I, you know, I've told all the coaches too, man. You guys have the easiest job. You know, they talk about you know it's hard to recruit in Hawaii. You put them up in the, the Sheraton Waikiki, and <laughs> you got you got that crazy view, and, and that's all you need. But you know, when I look back, it was super super like i enjoyed every minute of it but it was not easy like it tested like i said it tested like all not not just your nerves but it just tested you as a person man it was it was uh it was it was tough because you know people saw from the outside like oh you guys had a great year like people do not talk about what we went through like my my generation like i know when you're going to interview photo and and all that stuff like like we went up you know there's not even a word i can explain but just that generation like from going even from like photo and negus like when i came in with them so like you know aaron was there too nico was there um rod and them came that that next you know but they were all kind of gibbs guys so i kind of look at that gibbs generation you know mm-hmm. if i can kind of say it like that so that gibbs class and that gibbs generation just man like how much and you were right next to us you saw it all but how much we went through as players where you know, from the lowest of lows, I say in regards to man, like all that NCAA stuff, all that just not knowing and 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 wondering, like, yo, is this actually gonna like, uh, is it gonna pay off? 
you know, is all this all this stuff that we've been through, and then that you know cream at the top, that that cherry on the top, man, just making the NCAA tournament, but winning that first game, and then obviously you know we lost to Maryland, but you know if uh, I don't know if how, if you want to just ask me questions, but um, oh I will, <laughs> yeah no 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 like you you see I can't even put one word because there's so much and you know how much there was there and just so much emotions I would just say. You know, there's there's not one word. You know, it was uh like I said because we're looking, you know, on the court stuff, off the court, best best two and a half three years of my life by far, by far. But yeah, you know how you know how much stuff we went through. But like I said, I wouldn't trade it for anything because that really made the story that much more special. And that's what what gets me is people don't really you know oh you know we want to you know you could say want to be if not the best team in the history, but what it took to get there. I don't think anyone's gone through that. I know no one's gone through that. You know, that many, that many coaches in that short amount of time with all the NCAA stuff and all like the bickering and, and, and people, you know, in compliance and like, you don't know who's on your side and, and this and that. And again, like, there's no, you know, we're speaking, you know, high and straight up. And, and the one thing I don't think people appreciate, like I said, we had, you know, a bunch of different get brought us there. You know, Benji had that in between year. And then when, when Iran came, you know, I was, the last, you know, successful year, but no one talks about the players, man. You know, no one really talks about the players and what we did. And I even always I talk to you know, and I always thought about it. Imagine a photo state. I think I think we that be, was one of my questions. There we go. Well, like I said, let's get let's get into uh, before I go crazy with with you know. All, <laughs> all right, stuff. let's well, back it up just slightly. We'll back it up to you know you you're transferring from Mizzou. Uh, Negus had already transferred here from Mizzou, yeah. right? Um, yeah. How how influential was he? Was, was Gib just that good of a recruiter that put Hawaii ahead of everybody else? Talk me through that part of your life. Look, I'll be honest, and you know, I don't think Gib gets enough credit for the whole because people look at all right, what happened happened. There were some mistakes, but look, you you know, the NCAA is and the clean is you know business. Let's say you know there was there was iPads or whatever all that stuff is. You know, I think a joke when I look at it now. You know. We're speaking straight up, but you know, Gib was definitely because all the teams, like you know, even from high school that I went to, you didn't really have the head coach, and all the colleges recruiting me, and from the transfer, you didn't have the head coach as the main recruiter. You had assistant coach always recruiting, but sure. Gib, obviously, the success he had, and when he was at USC, and I don't know where else he was through his career, he was a great recruiter. Man, he knew basketball. Don't get me wrong, he was you know a coach, but he was a real good recruiter. And I'll be honest, there wasn't, which I'll say is, is, you know, the bad side of college basketball, especially with, you know, a lot of the assistant coaches. And that's why you have all these transfers. The recruitment, is, you know, it's like they say, you know, about used car salesmen and, and you know, that, that whole gig, you know, that they tell you one thing and it's, uh, and it is like that, you know, the, the, the coaches, a lot of times, you know, will tell you one thing, you get to campus and that's why you have all these players transferring, you know, for the most part, I'm saying, um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, people just decide they want to go to a bigger school or they had a great season, but a lot of the times, you know, the transfers and that's something kids do. You have to do your information, uh, sorry, research to get your info, but, um, Gib was definitely a, a good recruiter and credit is, is due to him, but I would say Negus and, uh, Nico were, were actually the, the ones that, you know, Negus maybe number one, Nico number two behind him, but I mean, they were, they were close. Those, those two were the ones that, uh, got it done because, I'll give you, you want me to explain the whole kind of spiel going on, you know, my, me coming to Hawaii? Please um, do. So 
we play. Uh, I was at Mizzou, so my coach, uh, Coach Hay, he actually had his NCAA stuff going right, on. Right, he was suspended like the first five games of the year, right? Yeah, but he was. We we pretty much all knew he was leaving. Uh, we knew that you know there was a lot of stuff going on at Mizzou at that time, and it's an unstable situation. So I was actually I wanted to get out uh, before the season actually started because we knew you know he was going to get suspended and it was just going to be kind of up and down. So we played Hawaii, the third game, and I I don't That's I think right. I got in. That was my last game at Mizzou. I think we got in. Well, I got in maybe a couple minutes, and I was just like really really fed up at that point. And I didn't know Nico, and uh, <laughs> I'm talking about it now. It's funny to me now. So uh, obviously, when I looked at the lineup, you know they had uh, Nico and, and Steph Jovanovic, you know, yeah. um, big Steph, both of them on, on the roster. And I knew, but at that point, you know, and when I'm kind of irritated, I don't want to talk to anyone, especially you know someone I don't know. So we're in the lines, and uh, <laughs> Nico tries to like as we're shaking hands after the game. Nico tries to int- introduce himself, like, hey, like. Not introduce, but, you know, kind of say, like, we're Serbian, you know, like, mm-hmm. hey, mutual, like, just say what's up almost. Not introduce himself, you know, we're both whatever, college basketball players at the time. And I just blew him up. I, I was like, who is, you know, who's this guy? And uh, we laughed about it now, but I legit, it was funny. So after that, Negus obviously was uh, restarting. He was back in Hawaii. And I was like, man, I'm done. You know, and I announced, and Negus hits me up. And he was like, bro, like, hey, you know, explains the whole situation. We got a good thing going on, like, we're building. Um, it's gonna be good. Like by the time you know we got photo here, that was the year they had uh, uh Christian Stan Hardinger, Spearman, you know that that whole Garrett uh, Pebbles, Garrett exactly, Davies, right? Uh, he was there. Yep. Uh, yeah, Brandon Jawado. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I forget Jawado, my man too. So uh, he was like, "Look, bro, like just come visit." And I was like, "You know what?" And I'll I'll keep it straight up. You know, we we're being a hundred straight up. When I agreed to take the visit, because I think I had five visits, it was December. In my mind, I was like, look, I'll go for four or five days or three or four days, however long the visit, I'll, you know, it'll be like a vacation. You know how I am, straight up. And that's that's really what was in my mind, because at that time, I had, and I was surprised, too, I had a lot of big schools, you know, contacting me. Because, you know, I was, I was at a big school, but I was thinking, okay, I'm probably going to go down a level mid-major, this and that. But still, you know, I had a lot of interest. And, uh, and I started, you know, setting up all the visits and I was like, okay, let's take the Hawaiian one first. And like I said, that's literally what was going on in my mind. I, and here's another true story. And, you know, people are going to maybe, maybe judge me for this one, but I didn't know my, you know, geography like that, that much. So okay. we're in the airplane, we're in the airplane, you're getting closer. And obviously they show like on the kind of map, the plane, like, you know, the computer image and the islands. And I see, shout out also to, I had a, I think Exero, I had really good, uh, I don't know who, who organized that. So I was like in the first, like almost first row in our business and we had the computer screen right in front of us and I had like a couple next to me and I see like four or five or whatever islands, however much came up on the screen at that time. I'm like, what? And I swear to you, dude, I, I thought Hawaii was one big island. I, I swear, no, true story. True. Well, I haven't heard that one before, but. No, I'm being, trust me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let this one out, but like I said, like, we're being straight up, I swear to you, I was, cause I, it's so far, man. Look, I was, you know, in Toronto and this and that, and, you know, whenever I went to, we always vacation in Europe, and I never, I never even thought about Hawaii twice. And, uh, life, like, let's, let's just be real, like, it's far. It's a 10 hour flight from, uh, from Toronto. Like, Mm -hmm. I never thought about that whole region. It's a six, five hour flight from LA, you know? 
and uh and even the west coast like i wasn't familiar with with much of the you know geography and, and whatnot so yeah so i asked and the couple was like no we're going to oahu i'm like what's oahu she's like that's fine and you know i got it after that i mean i just didn't know my geography it is what it is and uh yeah i get there they put me you know in the waikiki sheraton and unbelievable view you know the visit was was great um we went down to i think the outrigger close to it went down there like the beaches down there kind of like far end of uh waikiki you know we we had uh we had lunch there we you know all talked like basketball wise but man just i'll be straight up i was sold like the minute i woke up that morning on the first day of my visit because you land like at nighttime you know you get some food and the saturday you know morning you you wake up and i was sold I was so I was I was 100% sold and and maybe that's bad. I mean I did my research I looked at the roster I knew you know it was going to be a good situation but you know what it is I mean you've been there for so long it's just a special place and I knew I knew that morning I was like man I'm coming here and you don't know that like you know there's AU coaches a bunch of people in your ears and you know people that were trying to get involved in other schools and they're like Hawaii what you, you know what I mean like are you serious this and that like oh man like kiss your career goodbye like kiss the pros goodbye like seriously you know and i was like you know what this is perfect you guys can all you know i don't need people like that in my life lose my number i will see in a couple years and and uh at the end it like it worked out but that beginning was not not easy so i don't know if you uh what's what's your next question all right i don't want to get that 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 first semester either because people don't uh people don't realize i didn't uh and that's something that nobody knows. So I didn't have a scholarship my that half semester. Hawaii was out sitting of, out. Yeah, I had to. Yeah, my uh, my dad had to pay for uh, for my uh, my schooling. That right. uh, that so that was that was the last thing that was told me on my visit, and that was like heartbreaking. My dad was like, "Look, if you really want to, uh, you know, be here," he was like, "Look, you know, we'll get it done." And look, it wasn't easy on my family either. Let's be real. You know, Hawaii wasn't, it's not a cheap place to, to be as a national, international student, right? So yeah, people don't realize that, but that, just that half semester when I came over there, man, I'm talking about, I didn't have a scholarship, not a half, not, I didn't have nothing. And we're talking about someone coming from a zoo and where I had offers to, you know, cause they didn't have scholarships. Like, and that was the only way. So, you know, that was, uh, that was another kind of sacrifice, uh, you know, I made, but and that's when I say like it was tough, you know, obviously on all of us, but, you know, that, that was, that was one of the first things that I, you know, sacrifice wise, uh, made, you know, and then like being out there, like, like that's why I say Nico and, and Nigas really took care of me because, you know, my dad just paid for my schooling, man. I, I'm a college student. You know how it is. It's, it's tough. We don't, you know, we don't, I didn't get a scholarship check that, that whole time. So like, you know, Nico, Nico fed me that, that, that little period, you know, he took me, uh, <laughs> to some, to some nice, nice spots. I, uh, I always, I always got us back to that one, and uh, I actually stayed with Negus uh, for uh, for a good, uh, good period. Had an apartment for the first couple of months, and actually, me and Negus moved to uh, uh, another place for for the end. Um, he actually, I'll shout him out too. Um, he actually covered me on that one. So, like when I said, like you know, gradually took care of me, like they really, they really did, because you know how the NCAA rules are and, and whatnot. Um, and that's why I say, like you know, with all this whole NCAA situation, I look at my situation, man, they didn't break one rule with me, you know, and, and, and look at me where, you know, we're not going to get into it, but I'm sure, you know, there's, there's schools out there who have, uh, in situations like that, been able to take care of, you know, tuition and this and that, but man, you know, I had to cover my own tuition, you know, 
Mm-hmm. That's covered my tuition, my living expenses, every food. You know, they were on the road to the big west. Like it was that first like, you know, red shirt time was it was tough. So how long were you here before the first NCAA stuff potential problems kind of got to you and like or you and your teammates and mm-hmm. did you guys have to like, you know, talk about it amongst yourselves or did it so, become some kind of worry? You're gonna have to refresh my memory, but the NCAA stuff really started not the year I transferred, but that like when Gibb uh, he got that all happened fast. Like when he got fired, it, it was that year that it started, right? That school year, August twice. Am I correct, or did it start before a little bit? Gibb Gibb got fired right before the start of the 2014-15 season. So yeah. you had already been there for one semester at that point, right? Yeah. But I'm saying it started that semester you got fired was when it started, right? Because it all happened kind of fast. It had been kind of happening over the course of the summer. Yeah, like it it began a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like almost, I want to say from the end of kind of the, that spring semester that you actually arrived. Like it was beginning a little bit. Yeah. No, it was beginning a little bit. And, uh, look, like that whole situation was, uh, you know, I felt bad. Uh, you know, I felt bad for Gibb. Let's, uh, let's be, let's be real. Cause, you know, um, that whole situation, you know, kind of fell on, on Gibb the, the most. Um, and especially, I mean, I don't think it was easy for him to, like, I know, and he sent us messages through that whole season and the following season, you know, he, uh, he made sure and he was supporting us through the whole time. And even when I, uh, so when I went out to the draft, he was with the Celtics and he was there at the workout and he's, he's a Hawaii guy, you know, but not, look, don't get me wrong. I know Gibb knows he, uh, he messed up with some things too, but, you know, I think that, uh, that Gibb would have definitely, you know, built something really, really special. But like I said, you know, there was, there was a lot of, Heads bump there, you know, and then I'm not going to get into because not that I don't want to, but I, I don't know, nor do I think that, you know, me or you or, uh, or more, more people know. And I don't want to talk about stuff I don't know, but you know, the stuff between, you know, the administration and, and compliance and all that, but it was just, uh, it was definitely a bad, it was a bad buy. And, uh, and it had to be done. Look, it had to be done. You know, I think the NCAA still wasn't fair though, because. You know, you, you banned us from going to a tournament, even though we, we lost our coach. I mean, you guys, <laughs> you messed up, you know, for, for what? When you look at it, an iPad, legitimately, you know what I mean? Like, there was a lot more little, little things, but for an iPad, mm-hmm. for an iPad that, that that's what everyone you, remembers, for sure. Yeah. And there was a million little, you know, but I'm talking about like, that was like the biggest thing. Okay. Make, Fotu could have, we all could have pitched in for an iPad if you really, you know what I mean? I don't think the iPad was a problem for Fotu. It is what it is. I mean, he had a, you know, good relationship with, with, uh, with, uh, um, Brandon at the time, Coach, uh, Kana. And then, you know, I don't know that whole situation, but man, you know, let's be real. Like, if Fotu wanted an iPad, he could have got an iPad for himself. You know what I mean? It's not like there was something like illegal going on there. And, uh, and look, if that's the worst of the worst, okay, we'll, we'll all pitch in. We'll all pay for six iPads back if we had to. You know what I mean? So. I, uh, and I don't think anyone on the island was a big fan of the, um, to this day of the NCAA. Um, would be an understatement. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, because they, they really, they messed us up because look, man, you're messing up with, you're messing, you know, not, okay, Gib, you know, Gib's going to figure out and, and, you know, his life and, and whatnot after, but talking about kids 18, 19, 20, 21, I, I was 20 at the time, just transferred, like you're messing with our lives, like our lives, you know, you're messing with, I just transferred there. <laughs> to play for Gibbs. Like, right. 
So you'd sat out a semester already that the previous spring and you had mm-hmm. one more semester to sit out in the yeah. 2014-15 season before you could play. And that's when Gib got fired like yeah. two days before you guys were going to play an exhibition game, a preseason yeah. game, and the season start official start was not long after that. So what do you remember about those few days, you know, of practice, of just the, the media <laughs> cluster, all, all of that stuff? It was just super – look, what I didn't like, so the energy and the vibes I got, you know, around at that time were, you know, everyone against Gib, you know, that's really what I got. And then when he lost his job – I mean, guy lost his job, you know. I remember – and, you know, maybe Gib doesn't – I don't know if you ever listened to this, but I remember when he lost his job, man. I met – I don't know if – is it a Seven Eleven? It's right – we were staying in Colo Place. Those are apartments we got that. There's a Seven Eleven right there. There's a – place to eat around the corner there's the tropics was there it's uh you know 7-eleven right by campus yeah you know? i think yes i know the one you're talking about like yeah. like when when gib you know off of guess, um, king street yeah it's right there yeah off of king yeah like give you know all the guys that he was you know super close to he's a human being man like you know people were quick to to you know talk bad and all this and the the whole vibe there but, you know he called I, i'm not gonna say all the players but majority of the guys who were you know he brought in and and, and whatnot you know, me, Negus, and this and that. I went and met the guy, like, he was in his car in, in the, the parking lot of, you know, he, like, I'm pretty sure he, it was maybe a week or two, because that week or two transition, he was, he wasn't with us, too. It wasn't like he was with us in the next day, but, you know, after all that happened, man, he, uh, he, like, let his beard go like I, like I did now, and, you know, he was just like, thanks, man, you know, sorry, you know, you know, if you wanted to play for me, like, man, he's a human being, you know, but people were quick, like, and that's the one thing I did not like. And I didn't enjoy about that season. Um, and it wasn't players wise, you know, obviously we were all hit and hurt, but we had to move forward. But, you know, people, uh, you know, roles changed there and people were, were quick to just, you know, forget about Gibb and just, uh, you know, let's, let's go. You know, obviously we got to carry on, but man, you know, it was tough. It was tough definitely being in that environment, you know, administration wise, because, you know, everyone, Around that time, you know, people were, were bumping heads with Gibb and, you know, this and that. Okay, the guy, the guy got fired, okay? Everyone got what they want. Let's move on. There's no need to, you know, um, talk bad about the guy and, 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 and whatnot. And, and he really, that's what I say. Like, I'm not going to say he has the most credit. He doesn't, you know, he wasn't part of our NCAA run, but that's his team for the most part. We're talking about recruiting wise, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and obviously I'm not talking about, you know, Iran and that whole, you know, Kind of the, the staff that came in was, was, was great. And, you know, there was nothing there, but you know, that in between, I look at that transition phase that whole year, which we made it to the finals. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like two minutes away from making the tournament that year. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, that, that whole transition year was uh, tough. That was, that was, that was one of the tougher, like it was tough enough, you know, that half semester before not being a scholarship, but you know, I became eligible around the Diamond Head Classic. Diamond had classic time and, you know, had those uh, conference play and, and, you know, tournament and whatnot. But yeah, yeah, did not, did not enjoy that, uh, that whole, that whole year, that transition, you know, period. Sure. That's understandable. Um, no, it's tough. It's tough, you know. So when that, that season gets off and, and running, Benji Taylor is like the last guy remaining on staff to, to coach you guys, the last man standing, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Um, Coach Akana obviously was kind of in the same situation as Gibb as far as, yeah, getting uh, fired right at that same time, and mm-hmm. um, you know, Senku Carey had had come in like right before that, so he was also on staff, but had no Sen- like previous yeah. time. 
Thank you, thank you, man. That, that's my guy. I forgot. He, he was he was really really good around that time to be around. And he's still still in the Big West, still making it out here with Long Beach every year. But what he's were those? He is a Long Beach. He Long know, Beach. Yeah, he's been there the last few years. What what was kind of those first games like under you know Benji trying to lead you guys? Like, I know he wanted yeah. to um, change the the style, the tempo a little bit. Just what was that like? Yeah. Um. I mean, it was definitely like. It was free, free flow, you know, which, uh, in the short run, I think definitely, you know, was, was good for us. Um, you know, couldn't hurt us, obviously. And the style of playing the players we had was definitely good. But, you know, in the long run, I don't think we, uh, I know we were close then, but I don't think we, we, we really, you know, could ever be that serious, serious or that, that level that we were, I guess, missing, you know, I don't think that, that, that style might have, uh, like I said, not, not, it's not even coaching. Tactics. I'm not talking about you know it was a free flowing kind of style in the whole program. You know I don't I don't think that you know it's not a championship kind of. Uh, but like I said when he came in you know it wasn't it wasn't easy for him either. You know it was uh it was all that stuff going on and and uh, you don't know you don't know what's gonna happen. You know we could have lost every game. You know things could have been a a lot different. But like I said like you know we had Senku was was big there relationship wise. So I think he. Uh, I, that was that was one guy who was super real, you know, which is missing in, in the college game in general, not coaching wise, just in general, like I said before. But you know, he he was he was big relationship wise, you know, because uh, you know, man, I I came to play for Gibbs. I'm a loyal, I'm a super loyal guy, you know. My my biggest thing is uh, loyalty. A lot of the guys did, you know, and, and roles changed. You know what I mean? I wasn't, I definitely wasn't happy with my role. You know, you know, I know, you know, Negus left after that year. He wasn't happy, man. That's the biggest. I talk about Fotu, okay? Fotu was, and and me and him together would have been crazy, you know what I mean? And he, I definitely say he's in there for sure. I mean, I don't know, I don't want to throw out like top twenty, top fifteen. I would say top ten. I don't know the whole history of Hawaii and you know these older guys and this and that. I know obviously AC when I was in Miami and this and that, and you know Carl English, a couple other these guys, you know Fed uh, Salvage, you know obviously fellow sir, but Fotu um, man was un- unbelievable. Like I think that year he would have. I think my personal opinion, he would have killed that year and gone to the NBA if he gives it. That was my personal opinion. But, you know, obviously roles changed and no one talks about him. But and I think for sure, you know, and obviously Negus, you know, he'll probably say that, you know, he left too early. But uh, he, he, especially that, that year we went to tourney, imagine if Negus stayed too, you know. <laughs> people don't realize Negus was, and still is. I mean, he's he's had, he's had some, you know, injuries, but, you know, he... He had a solid role on on the G League team when when the Raptors uh, 9051 and, and uh, you know he's he's still young. I mean, he has another ten years of his career. You don't realize how this professional basketball thing goes. You can have a couple down years and a couple high years. Like, you know, Negus got affected by it, by a big time too. You know, you know we weren't some guys weren't happy with their roles and that's normal. Um, but that whole that whole time, I'll say that you know it was just super super like you were there free flowing. You know, from everything. I mean, too much, too much. Like, look. I'm a I'm a guy that that loves to joke around, but I'm I'm down to business, you know. At the end of the day, and I you know I I like I think every every you know competitor and every someone who we were trying to make a big thing happen over there, you know. We didn't like just come out of nowhere, and there's a reason we made the finals, you know. There's a reason we almost we were a good team, but we were missing that. We never would have got that with you know without that that structure, you know. Is Fotu to you? You mentioned him a couple times already. 
like an all-time like what if like what if i got a chance to play with that guy 100 percent. yo we're we were both like four fives you know what i mean maybe he was like at that time a little more like you know low post than me um but now you know when you look at the pro career like and to this day you know i would say he's definitely more like you know a better post player than me um i like myself more on the perimeter so we're both like two guys who are four fives you know and we both could have played together you know started that doesn't matter who's at the four or the five you know just both of us there like imagine imagine that the match of problems at big west but imagine i'm not even gonna talk about that imagine in the in the, the college game oklahoma you would have beat them by 20 like for sure you saw they had enough matchup problems with me imagine two of us similar you know what i mean like we're different but the thing is we're not we're similar but we complement each other because again he was down low like and i had a ooh, great post game when i was at hawaii too but you know i like shooting a lot more threes and uh and he he had that you know he was developing developing that at, at that stage and i was developing my post game so man, i mean imagine you i mean look you watched both of us around that time you tell me how that would have been that would have been fun i'll, I'll say that that I think your games would have complemented complemented each other very well. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, that's it, it. Is too bad, you know what? And no, I'm I'm eager to talk to Fotu, uh, you know, here hopefully very soon about what he remembers his time there and what could have been. Mm-hmm. But the talent that he was, I mean, he shot basically like sixty percent from the field his first two years. And his his post game at that time, especially in the Big West, like his hook shots and stuff, unreal. I remember I watched all the all the games. I was like, and he was he was just getting better and better, you know. He was. He really was. So, while that season progresses, as you said, Janks, you guys get you know to the the championship game. You lose to Irvine that year. There, there's a lot of you know you you guys are a 22 win team despite everything that happened to you. Yeah. You helped them rally in the big west once you were able to play you guys knocked off three power five teams that year i want to say it was colorado uh, nebraska and pittsburgh right you guys beat Pitt on maui yeah yeah i wasn't there but yeah yeah which turned a lot of heads i think locally like wow maybe like benji should get a chance to be the guy going forward you know mm-hmm. and i think there was at least tentatively a potential offer on the table for him like maybe for another year and see what he does with that yeah i think i heard the same and i think he, he didn't take it right so he did not he, he did not yeah. at least the, what we had reported at the time or what we what we had gleaned at the newspaper mm. what do you think happens if benji takes that offer or if benji you guys win the tournament and benji gets a longer term offer if he's still there yeah. like what's different what changes are, are things the same uh, here? what do you right. think no, I mean, I can guarantee you, like, roster, roster-wise, uh, you want me to speak for myself, probably, right? Uh, that's all you can do, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that's when I, uh, like I said, like, <laughs> I'm, uh, keeping it 100%. Yeah, I would, I wouldn't have, uh, wouldn't have stayed, for sure. Um, like I said, Negus was leaving. Basically, he didn't know what was going on. He left because of, you know, that whole, uh, you know, he had his own situation, but I'm saying, Mm-hmm. Uh, roster wise, I can't speak for many more guys, you know, but I'm sure, you know, me, Nico, me, it would have been a roster turnaround, you know. Um, you know, Isaac probably would have stayed Fleming. I don't know. Q was, that was last year, but yeah, I mean, you wouldn't, I don't know. I mean, maybe the guy would bring in a whole different team and they'd compete. I can't, I can't say that. I don't know, you know, I don't know him as a recruiter, but you know, uh, obviously, you know, guys weren't, weren't, uh, and I don't have, if I saw Benji right now, you know, I, like I said, I say hi to the guy. I, I'm a guy who keeps it straight up. 
you know, I uh, I don't think that was a, a big secret, you know. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have stayed. It would have been a completely different. I don't know what it would have been. I would have been a roster turnaround. But yeah, I, I, I definitely, I wouldn't have stayed. Um, Negus for sh- probably for sure wouldn't have stayed. Nico, Steph, big Steph wouldn't have stayed. Um, you know, just some guys that weren't uh, weren't happy with the roles, and, and you know, it was just like you didn't know what what the future was going to entail with the sure. you know that whole situation. But yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't stay for sure. Well, maybe it was co- you know, on Hawaii and, and just tanned for a year, but I don't know if I would. <laughs> Uh, I, I ran over a quote that Nico said about uh, you. Oh, let me read it here. I, I got it right here. He he was quoted that um, you are a, quote addicted to tanning and quote half superstar half model. <laughs> that was at the yeah. time, like in 2016. I had, I had a great tan my three years of life. I kept a, a a great a great glow, as they would say. But no, nah, I, I was I overdid it sometimes. Yeah, you can't play. You can't blame a guy that uh, like I, I say I'm meant for the beach, but I was, you know, I grew up somewhere cold. You know, I grew up in Canada. You know, I got the opportunity to, uh, especially with our schedules. That was great. They did such a good job at Hawaii with uh, when I say free time, you know, it's tough getting free time at uh, at the college level. But we we uh, you know, from class schedule, from you would think like all the time we traveled, like they did a really good job because you got to think how much games we played at home. Before conference started, because they knew that we were going to be gone all the time. So yeah, no, my 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 tanning game was 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 on another level. Like I, I don't think I'll, I don't know how how bad I messed up my skin. We'll see later later <laughs> in life. But no, I know I, you had Jovanovic beat in the tanning game, and I don't know why uh, people uh, confuse man, those a, all the time. The, the white, the whitest white guy in, in the history of, of of Hawaii. You even you had a better tan than him. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Possibly, yeah, Steph, man, it, it I, was it I was, was close. Was, but hey, even talking about Nico, Nico too. Nico had his ups and downs. Like sometimes he had a you know month where he'd go to the beach and then he'd go three months too. I was like, Nico, come on, bro. I never understood that. I was like, you know, we're we're white guys on on the island. You know, we gotta kind of you know work on our on our tans a little bit. I understand. I, I, yeah, I was, it was crazy. I would I would come home and people would like wouldn't recognize me. I was like, I legit. Yeah, I changed colors. Well, I can't tan, so I, I envy you there. <laughs> yeah, no, I was going to say the ginger like, thing. The ginger thing, man. <laughs> well, hey, so, you know, switching to that off season, mm-hmm. Coach Gannat gets the job. I think one of the first things he did was, you know, he meets with all you guys and, and yeah. kind of re recruits you guys. I think that's what he yeah. called it at the time. So, yeah. oh, for sure. Now, yeah, I mean, he did. I mean, just like anyone would it would do in his uh, you know situation, he met with all of us. I think we we were all genuinely you know ready for a new kind of uh, the way he came in. You know, too, like from day one, just work, 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 and we were all genuinely oh, like we we welcomed him with open arms. You know, it was tough for him. We all recognized that. That's what I want to get at. You know, it was uh, not easy coming in. You know, not, none of us are your guys. Mm-hmm. You know. Like none of us were, were his guys, you know, and he, he can't, no matter how much, he can't win us over and, and, you know, just over a meeting and recruit us, but he brought in structure and that's what I, uh, that's what I really enjoyed, you know, at least we, uh, you know, we, we got in, we, we got some good work in, you know, Ak was there too, but again, like I know how much we're touching in on, uh, on the coaches and I know we got to, but like people got to understand. So 
when I say like we were super close, like as a group, and that's really rare. Like I, I you know, professionally, you're not going to get that. So we all hung out. We all like, and even now, like, you know, keep in touch a little bit. Not, not crazy. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, I haven't talked to some guys, you know, in a while, but when I say, you know, on Instagram here and there, this and that, but like while we were there, it's not like we hung out every day. It's not like I'm talking about, you know, because obviously then we'd be all talking to each other, you know, mm-hmm. now for three or four years. But the group we had, we all understood that we, we're just this close. So we're going to sacrifice whether, okay, they're not came or I don't know who else. Like, we're just going to, it's us. It's us, guys, players, you know. We just need the structure. We don't need someone to you know, overcoach us or, or, or change something in our games or, or, you know, try to recruit us or try to win us over. You know, it's not like, I mean, I talked to, you know, text here and there, this and that. You know, he's he's a straight-up guy. That's that's what we needed. We needed someone who was just straight up. I don't think the guy's ever told a lie in his life. You know, he's a good he's a good person, genuinely good person. And then after all the, you know, BS that, that we went through and, and from administration. And, I mean, how do you think for us players, do you think we trusted anyone? <laughs> at the university Probably not. no not at all but you know what it was we we trusted the people on the island and we actually generally like i i was talking about it. people think i'm like you know exaggerating like we all enjoyed our time there because you know you know the the like ohana the aloha love like the it's true it's i mean it's not i can't i can't like make it up you know what i mean like i never had we never had a situation where you know, even when we were losing or, 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 or like the support was always real. You know, after every home game, we had, you know, the, the aunties and, and uncles, you know, having our, our post-game meals. Like, that's, that's a big family thing. So because of that, like those little things that people, you know, tried, like we, it's hard to explain because, again, I'm, I'm not going to over here sit and say, like, we were all best friends. We weren't. You know what I mean? Me and Rod got into it. Me and, you know what I mean? Like, Nico got into it. You know, like everyone, everyone, like. It wasn't, it wasn't that, but it was just like on the court, like when we were there, we were there and we were good. Like we would make sure that that was the thing. We just had, we clicked, we clicked. Cause again, if I were here to tell you like, no, cause we don't, we don't really like, I would love to get all of us together eventually, but it's not like we were like a tight knit, like off the court. We did hang out and we, we spent time, but it was just on the court it was, it's hard to explain. And that had nothing to do with, like I said, we just needed someone to come in and, and, and put that structure you know put that structure just get us in a get us in a gym where if a guy's and you know exactly what i'm talking about you know where we we all show up on time for practice you know like yes let's talk about you know let's talk about stuff and and people don't realize like you know that that transition here and that's the stuff i'm talking about i can't i can't do that man i can't be in a program where you know guys are showing up late for practice and and we still make it to the finals (laughs) you know and there's no Forget consequences. I don't need, just don't let it happen. You know, shouldn't get to that point. So that whole thing, just having structure and, you know, guys were in the gym that summer, preseason. We were all working out. We were all enjoying at least, you know, being on the court together. And that's all we needed. And we just built. And what's crazy is we grew as the season kept going and going, you know. Diamond had we kind of peaked for, you know, or people maybe realized then. But again, like through the Big West, we were just smooth, consistent, you know. Had a couple of losses there with uh, Long Beach, but uh, you mentioned the Diamond Head. You mentioned the Diamond Head, and that that first day against Northern Iowa in the Diamond Head, I think, was the day that actual 
NCAA sanctions came down were announced that day during the day. So you guys played at night. So you, mm-hmm. I think you guys had like a team meeting in the locker room, right? Um, yeah. Earlier that day. What what can you say about how that went? Yeah. Well, actually, what's crazy? I said I forgot about all that. So yeah, we we really viewed the NCAA and that that whole situation as enemy because one they they first they took you know Gib and then they messed up the whole you know situation and photo and this and that and um and then they come they come back and they they ban us from uh, the tournament that following year right right and we were just like you know what man we're pro and we kept it in house we're like we're probably you know obviously had some seniors and and this and that but this is probably the last chance we have like we said it collect you know we didn't mm-hmm. say like me and Aaron. Like, we just all said, look, man, some of these, you know, Q was obviously a senior. Uh, was Rod? Rod was a senior. Rod yeah. and Q were both seniors. Yeah. So, we, uh, so, I mean, those are two guys that's kind of hard to replace. But uh, we, 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 we realized, hey, let's be real, like, that's, that's going to be our last shot. Like, we're, you know, Ganat's not going to bring, uh, you know, whoever he brings the next year. We can't play NCAA tournament. And they're not going to change. You know, we're not. We're not going to hope for for something. So we just said, F it, man. Let's just, you know, make the tournament this year. Because I don't think anyone in the Big West, I don't know what we were preseason, no one considered us a threat. And we were in the final the year before. And we kept, we had the same team. I think you guys were picked third or fourth, if I'm not mistaken. I think, four, I think fourth. I think it was fourth. Because I think we were not even top three. But like I said, I mean, people were just like, I think Santa Barbara was even ahead of us. Nah, that that whole like I said, like we we really view the NCAA as an enemy. We're like, look, man, we're gonna we're gonna turn something, we we'll make something special. You know, it's crazy. We, you know, could have could have even got farther, but you know, it is what it is. But yeah, when we when we got that, you know, on Diamond Hand, you saw. I mean, we really legitimately, I think we beat Oklahoma. I think you know, we messed we messed it up at the end, but you know, we had we had we had them beat right there. And they defeated. Yeah, you guys were right there, no doubt. I think it was a the final was like a three point game. And they were number three at the time, maybe. Right, number three. Yeah. yeah. Buddy Healed, yep. Buddy Healed, who's doing pretty good things still in the NBA right uh, now. Yeah. I mean, you could see it, though. Sure, absolutely. So, as you said, uh, Jax, you guys went on to, you know, make some noise in the tournament. And that mm-hmm. time has been very well chronicled. You know, that, that's, that was like the pinnacle, the peak of what you guys accomplished. Yeah. Along the way, either from that season or your first season, which was like a half season for you when you got to actually play. Mm-hmm. Any particularly crazy stories that stand out to you, behind the scenes stories that you can share are comfortable with sharing? What's what's the craziest that you think you can share? Uh okay, so first one I'm not gonna share, but yeah, man, and what's crazy is I think it takes some of that stuff to actually like and it wasn't even like the lack of like structure and all that stuff because it happened like you know both years but you know we had we had a lot of uh when i say almost and fights and almost fights like people would be surprised man like we had but that's a, that's a team you know what i mean mm-hmm. and uh you know I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna share you know or go go you know who and this and that but you know we had a we had a lot of uh you know especially on the court like yeah, yeah okay i'll go you know me and stephanie Lawrence, we had a you know a couple times where probably want to take his uh take his head off but like what's crazy is and you know i'm not gonna share it like i i witnessed a fight in the locker room where and that's what i'm trying to explain like the 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 brotherhood like i'm not gonna say brotherhood because again we're not it's not like we were all hanging out you know and this and that but just like at that time we were we were really close um where two guys you know fought and 
<laughs> shook hands after <laughs> in the locker room, like legit. Like my, my this, uh, I say my junior year, like which you, you know in your mind is is crazy, but that that's how it was. And and uh, when I look at uh, man, crazy stories, two hard headed Serbians. Yeah, 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 no, me and Steph, me and Steph almost went out a million times. You guys were under a lot of stress, like the whole team, like that, old, oh, that entire man. period of time. Well, yeah, that, that's what it was. Oh, it was crazy. It was crazy. It was crazy. And, like, I mean, when I look at story-wise, it's almost – there was so much going on, and we, but we documented a lot on, um, you know, Warrior Insider and this and that and, and, all, and all the road trips. But it was just, like, being around us more so, you know, being, you know, obviously stories. Let's be real. Like, as, as much as I want to open it up, I can't, you know, share, <laughs> you know, how – young basketball players and then you know going out you know we went out we did we did a lot of stuff we had fun but uh the the, the i guess one of the funniest things I'll, I'll, I'll go back to that year was you know the the, the guys i mean the whole team was kind of uh making fun of me because <laughs> i uh you're talking about your first year playing no no, no my the the ncaa year okay the, the year you went to the tournament i uh i had a, a a female companion you know i had a girlfriend at the time who uh who was also running? Uh, we had a we had a Chihuahua, and uh, I don't know if you remember the 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 Instagram page of the dog. That does Instagram. sound kind of familiar. Yeah, yeah. I had a, so yeah, I had a girlfriend at that time who uh, who was running a, you know, the I, I actually got her a Chihuahua. You know, she was uh she was she was kind of uh you know on my on my case so. You know, for any any guys listening out there who are having you know their their relationship problems, the the best thing you can do is go to the you know humane society or or, or just go to a breeder and and, and get your uh, get your significant other a, a chihuahua or a dog in general. That's what I did. It uh, it eased the pressure on me, but she she ended up making an Instagram for you know how girls are with Instagram, especially she made a <laughs> she made an Instagram for the dog and like yeah, they were just they were brutal, like they were killing. Me. You know, cause she would, you know, she would put up all oh, these random pictures, you know, me and him, you know, at the beach. And I mean, it's a chihuahua, I'm six foot ten, you know, it, it looks funny. So, uh, no, that was just some of the stuff, but you know, it was just collect. There was so much, so much going on, you know what I mean? But like, so much good and bad. My, my whole thing, like, you know, maybe another guy you would, you, you could get on would be maybe Nico, cause he really, that guy collects all the, the, the stories, but, just like looking back, like man, we had the Hawaii Five O. We had like the bench mob. We had that just whole year was a story in itself. You know, I wish we could. I, I mean, I don't know how much video footage there would be. You know, to do like a little mini mini documentary and this and that, or interview, or or even get together. You know, get all us together uh, after the fact, um, do a kind of reunion. I mean, I think that's a must. I think we definitely definitely have to do a, a reunion. Um, it's just gonna be tough. You know, all of us playing professionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe this this time would have been good, you know. After I mean, this time, you know, when when this would all calm down, but who knows when that's gonna be? If Nico's listening, which he probably will for sure, he can uh, he can go in. He he can. Uh, that's that's some guy who has all the stories. All right. And uh, and and let me give another shout out to him. That's some guy who went uh, really below the radar, but he he uh, he organized a lot of team gatherings. He uh, did a lot of stuff, man. Um, around the team, he he really looked out for a lot of guys. And he, story wise, and I give Nico all the permission man, to just just go in if you if you get a chance to talk to him. That would be trust me, that would be an interview to listen to. All right. So 
Let me ask you one more thing about your time at UH and when you made your decision after that successful, you know, unprecedented tournament season, I'm going to start my pro career up like right out, you know, with the next month, maybe within a couple of weeks after you guys got back. Do you ever think twice, you know, are there any what ifs from that side of things? Like what if I had stayed, could we have made a, any kind of more run at it or were you totally still at peace with that decision? Yeah, we, we had uh, the NCAA violations the next year. You did, and then they ended up getting undone at the last second. Like, yeah, but the team didn't know until the tournament yeah. time. They just dragged their heels that whole time. But I'm saying, like, in the in the time, you know right. what I mean? Like, sure. At the time, because I, I didn't know what was gonna happen. Um, no, I definitely, I don't have any regrets because I think one, you know, I was 21 going on 22. Like, it was uh, age wise, and and I mean, we made we made a crazy run, but I. It wasn't, we, we all knew it wasn't, the next year wasn't going to be the same. You know what I mean? And that's not nothing against, you know, the, the not in recruiting and, and all that, that, all that stuff. But, you know, it just, it, it, it was that magical year and it has to stay like that. But me staying, I don't, I don't think uh, much would have changed. I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, especially Noah came that year. Like, could we have made another run in the Big West? For sure. That's, you know. I, I definitely view view myself in value in this and that if Aaron stayed too, but I think it was I think it was time for me for me personally I think it was time I think there there wasn't you know much more to to accomplish especially at Hawaii you know we we, we made that magical run we we went farther than any other team before you know individual accolades I I I, uh, I had too I mean obviously there was okay winning the diamond head and this and that but I think for me professional wise. It was it was the right time, you know, for sure. Obviously, would I have allowed to stay another ten years <laughs> and be a college student at Hawaii for sure? But you know, I had to start the real world. That you did, and it seems to be working out for you for uh, all intents and purposes. Quarantine notwithstanding, mountain man beard notwithstanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, as I said, if we ever get a chance to do this, maybe the joint one we were talking about with uh, photo eventually or, or whatnot. So. So people can, I won't shave, you know, anytime soon. So, so people can see what I look like now with no tan and with a beard. <laughs> uh, I'll be honest. I was a little taken aback. I, I did a, a uh, double, yeah, triple go. tank. I got, I went crazy. First off, I've been going nuts on Amazon, which I'm sure everyone has just buying stuff. I don't like, when I say stuff, not, I'm talking about like little, like just random things. And, uh, and yeah, I bought the whole like beard growing kit. So it's been working. <laughs> You know, you actually, what called to mind was when I, I remember I did a story on you for your senior year. You talked about, I think it was your, your mom's side of the family in a mountain village called Fulcha. And that's my dad, my dad's side. Dad's side of the family, your dad's side. Can't, my mom, if my mom heard that, man, she would, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. That's my um, dad's side. Your dad's side. And it was like the, the mountain village, the mountain people, and like just these, Tall, hardy mountain people. You, you kind of oh, look yeah. like you got that look going right now. No, no, this is mountain, mountain villager, hundred percent, hundred percent. That's the look I want right now. I mean, like I said, quarantine. Let's be real. I have no nobody to impress. Who knows? Maybe I keep it. Let's see. I want to do like I want to see the long. If I if, that, if I can withstand the long hair, that's really what what. Okay, the beard is not that important, but the long hair is. I want to get slow, man. So when I come like Hawaii, you know. Learn to surf and let the hair go. Like, that would be a good Instagram picture. 
It would. You you have to uh, work your way back, redeem yourself on Instagram. Yeah, no, I, I haven't. There, there hasn't been any Hawaii bangers. Uh, maybe we're, we're going on three years now. Yeah, as soon as this quarantine is up, man, I'm I'm coming out there. Actually, me, what's crazy, me, Negus, uh, Nico, Noah, Santi, we we wanted to come out there, but I know for actually in May. I know the the quarantine is still what until May 31st. I believe yes, through the through the end of May right now, and I I know you guys talk about maybe doing a camp out here, right? Um, oh yeah, yeah we want to hundred percent, hundred percent. Right, so I I'm sure that's on hold for the kind of yeah. foreseeable. Yeah, but yeah. it's for sure gonna happen because, like I said, and I wanna when I say give back too, like I've had like nothing but great times out there. So I mean, starting maybe even a tradition at a camp, like okay, obviously it gives you a reason I'm gonna come out there anyways, but. You know, to do some good in the community and uh, and uh, and get kids, you know, interested. Obviously, Hawaii's not a hotspot for basketball, but you still have, you know, a lot of kids there that that can pick it up. I mean, it's a football state, baseball too, but um, you know, basketball wise, I think there's a lot of support, you know, especially for for UH. So, uh, no, the camp is something you definitely want to do. It gives me it gives me a reason to to tan. You know, the camp is going to be very flexible around the the, the tanning hours. Kids are gonna have optional shooting, <laughs> very optional shooting. I got you. If it's a nice, nice day, we might just take them to the beach. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. This was uh, this was this was enjoyable, man. That's to actually recollect some memories, you know. Stefan Yankovic, thanks for making time on Court Sense the podcast. Appreciate it. Thank you. And one last thing, Isaac Fotu was mentioned several times on this podcast discussion. You'll want to come back next week when Isaac Fotu is the guest on the Court Sense podcast. He'll talk his time at UH, what went right, what went wrong, and everything in between. See you then.